welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Ninjas podcast with Kristen and Rachel. We are two registered dietitians who just want to make nutrition a little bit more approachable and applicable to your everyday life. So Kristen, have you heard any new nutrition news lately? Yes, I have. So I don't know if you've heard about lectins or what's all been going on in the world of that, but supposedly word on the street is that lectins can cause quote unquote leaky gut syndrome and then negatively impact our immune system. And lectins are a group of proteins that are found in plants that bind to carbohydrates. So they're found in things like beans and peanuts and whole grains. So the question is, should we be worried about this? Are they actually causing negative impacts on our body? And the answer is no, we don't need to worry about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, keep eating those beans, keep eating your whole grains, keep eating peanuts, unless you have an allergy, then don't. But uh, lectins, especially when we cook them, um, inactivates most of them. And then some research now shows that low levels of lectins may be beneficial. So as with anything in nutrition, it seems like don't go crazy. Don't be eating an entire bag of raw beans or something like that. Yeah, please don't do that for for everyone's sake. (laughs) One of the kids in my clinic has like done that before. He was telling me that he's just eaten a handful of raw kidney beans. Like, I hope you were dared or something. Wow. Because that's nuts, child. Yeah. But hey, you're trying vegetables, and for that, I'm excited, I guess. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yes, moral of the story lectins are okay. They are fine, especially when cooked. So no need to worry about eating beans, whole grains, or peanuts. Ah, good. Can you give kind of like a very brief synopsis of what leaky gut is? Definitely. That's a great thing to bring up because there's a lot of question. Is it a real thing? Is it not? Um, I don't think currently it is a medically recognized condition um, or anything like that. But what it is is the cells between, um, like in between your cells in your GI or gastrointestinal tract um, aren't as close as they should be. Um, So that could potentially increase the permeability of your intestine, which just means the ability of things to get in and get out. So If that isn't as close, um, that can cause, um, like, GI upset, but also could change, like, how you absorb nutrients, essentially, um, which then could, like, lead to a lot of other issues like food allergies or nutritional deficiencies. Um, However, this is very – this is a lot of new information um, and really – not well studied or well known yet um, in the medical world or the nutritional world. Um, But essentially, overall, um, if you don't have a diagnosed food allergy or working with 
a doctor that specializes in allergies, then I wouldn't be too worried about different foods causing quote unquote leaky gut syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think you're right. It's not like a medically recognized condition, um, or at least not yet. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be used a lot to kind of almost to sell things like mm-hmm. oh, that sounds kind of bad, but, um, I feel like it's another kind of scare tactic cause leaky gut sounds kind of scary. Yeah. Um, so I think just, you know, just be wary of a lot of, um, marketing techniques. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I've heard it said that leaky gut syndrome is kind of a tool, um, or like a phrase that's used when like something's maybe not going a hundred percent well in someone's GI tract, but doctors and specialists aren't really sure what, what's um, so that, what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like you said, not a medically recognized diagnosis, at least not currently. Okay. Rachel, have you heard of any fun, weird, or disgusting new foods? Um, not so much weird or disgusting this time, but new, <laughs> new at least to me. Um, so the vending machines in the hospital, they try to have some healthier options in there. And lately, I've been seeing these bars in there called Mediterra bars. Um, and I'd never seen them before. That's the brand either. Yeah. But the one that they had that I tried in there was a yogurt and oat bar with lemon and walnuts. Yum. And it was super tasty. It was really good. Um, and then I looked up, I looked them up online and found that they have all these different flavors and some of them have vegetables like there's a a kale pomegranate quinoa and almonds bar whoa um there's a kale apple quinoa almonds there's a kale pumpkin seed there's (laughs) all the kale yeah there's a bell pepper and green olive what a sun-dried tomato basil like a black olive walnut um so yeah they have a bunch of just like interesting flavors that I haven't seen them anywhere else though besides in this one (laughs) so I want to track them down yeah I want to track them down and try the veggie like the savory flavors yeah because I think savory granola bars are going to be a hot trend for 2018 yeah I agree because kind has some like the honey mustard and habanero and those are actually pretty good are they you have them yeah yeah I had um the honey mustard one, and then one other, like, smoky barbecue or something. And, oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, because, I mean, people, granola bars, at least to me, like, when I think of a snack, I think of granola bars. So why not, you know, add some savory, add some veg, mix it up? Definitely. Yeah. What's I the brand name one more time? Mediterra. Mediterra. Mm-hmm. If anyone in the Mediterra company is listening right now, I'd like to send <laughs> yeah. samples. You want to send some samples? We'll do a review. Yep. You know. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Last week, we covered vegetables. So, this week, it's only fitting that we follow up with fruits. 
Exactly. Yes. So how much fruit are you supposed to eat in a day? Well, the um, USDA MyPlate Guide recommends one and a half to two cups per day. Um, and so a cup or a serving of fruit looks essentially like, you know, one small piece of fruit like an apple or a small banana or a small orange um, or if it's something that like berries or something that's small a cup of that so one and a half to two cups per day for the average person but Rachel isn't that too much sugar shouldn't we not be getting sugar in the fruit in our diet I think that would be a bad idea that is a great question and something that I hear people concerned about a lot with lately because sugar has become the new fat, kind of. It's the demonized uh, food group we've decided in the U.S., I guess. Um, but no, you don't need to worry about the sugars in fruit. Um, one, they are a natural sugar um, and they are also balanced out with a lot of the fiber that comes in the whole fruit. And a lot of excellent nutrients that really, I think, the good outweighs the bad. Mm. Um, yeah. So what about fruit juice? Ah, excellent question. So if you're doing the fruit juice, you are getting rid of some of that fiber that you find in the whole fruit product. You'll still have some of the nutrients there, but it's a little bit more of a concentrated source of mm -hmm. Sugar. So I'm not saying that fruit juice is bad and that you should never drink it, but I would recommend trying to do more of those whole fruits instead of the juice. You'll get a little more bang for your buck that way as far as nutrients go. Yeah. I think one thing to add, just that I've learned a lot in these past few months, um, as you guys may or may not know, I work in a weight management uh, clinic in a children's hospital. And so I work with families mostly and a lot of my families are Latino and it's very popular in their culture to do fruit juice however I found out that they make their own fruit juices by blending up like melons especially so they just blend up cantaloupe or watermelon with some water and just drink that um, and that's what they call fruit juice a lot so doing something like that, you would still get all the fiber and all the deliciousness and all the vitamins and minerals, but you wouldn't be um, getting that like more concentrated source of sugar. So it would be just like having the regular fruit. You would just be drinking it. So those kinds would be great if you could do that. Yeah, that is a great point to note. I wouldn't have even thought about like the cultural difference between like their version of mm -hmm. a fruit juice versus like our fruit juice that you buy in a store. Right. Yes. So now I always have so to yeah. ask, is this one that you make yourself or do you get mm -hmm. it in a bottle in the store? Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah, it can make a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent point. So speaking of that, should we just go right into melons? Yeah, let's do it. So melons, the first group that we'll talk about, um, pretty self-explanatory what consists of the melon group. Um, it would be things like watermelon and cantaloupe, um, honeydew, and then also cassava, which is probably the least um, the least popular or well-known. Um, it's a winter melon, cassava is. Um, and 
melons are great. I think the biggest thing that melons have going for them is their hydration ability. Mm. Because not only are they full of water, um, literally watermelons, water is in the name, (laughs) Um, but they also have potassium, um, which is great for dehydration. Um, It's also a mineral that's really important in heart health and can help lower blood pressure and reduce the impact of high sodium foods. Um, So any of those melons um, are pretty high in that, like cantaloupe has 473 milligrams of potassium in just one cup serving. Um, And the DRI or the recommended intake for potassium. Do you know what it is, Rachel? Ooh, I definitely should know this. <laughs> um, is it 700 milligrams? 700. <laughs> That's a definitely a very random guess shot in the dark. <laughs> um, and potassium also. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, if potassium is anything like sodium, it's got to be like at least 2,000. Yeah, I think that's a good... Do you want to just mention that before we answer the question? Um, How potassium and sodium, like, do they go together? Are they opposite? Do you want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, um, I will try to explain. So (laughs) (laughs) potassium and sodium kind of work in opposition. Correct me if I'm wrong at any point, by the way. Yeah, Um, (laughs) okay. So we have like, you know, um, and that has in energy production and metabolism. Um, So it, does it bring, it brings one in and takes the other out. Essentially. Yeah. 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 I can never remember which way. Um, Yeah. It works. Yeah. But I think. Yep, you hit it on the head. They okay. work in opposition, which is why potassium and like the melons are so great for heart health and can counteract sodium. Um, and you were right on your second guess of it being higher. Um, between 3,500 and 4,700 oh, okay. milligrams yeah. of potassium a day. That's a lot higher than I guess. <laughs> That's okay. That's <laughs> so about double almost of what... Um, a sodium intake should be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I always, I mean, I always counsel patients on how to decrease their sodium. So I know how much sodium you're supposed to get in there. Right. <laughs> but I don't do as much with the potassium. Right. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that um, melons are high in, especially watermelon is lycopene, which we kind of touched on last week with tomatoes Um, But it's a powerful antioxidant, can help prevent cell damage, um, can help, um, has been shown to reduce the rate of certain cancers and risk of heart attack. So another good one, good um, phytochemical for your heart. So that's the melon group. Pretty straightforward. What's your favorite melon? Okay. So my taste buds have changed a lot, which fun fact your taste buds regenerate every like couple of weeks. So they really do change, which is why I always encourage my kids to keep trying foods, even if they've tried them before and don't like them. 
but I never used to like melons, any kind. I hated them all, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> but now I really, really like them, especially watermelon. Watermelon's my favorite. And I copy my grandpa, who sprinkles salt on his watermelon, which, I mean, then kind of balances out the good of the potassium. <laughs> but, hey, I don't have high blood pressure, so. True. I watch that. But um, it, can, it just really brings out the flavor, just a little pinch of salt or a little squeeze of lime as well i've seen done like in salads lime and mint with watermelon oh yeah i bet that is good that is probably my favorite way to have it what about you is there one melon that is your favorite i really like cantaloupe Mm. Mm -hmm. so many good puns and jokes can be made i know yeah (laughs) i won't even go there (laughs) Holding back today. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big fan of cantaloupe. All right. And my grandpa's really good at, he can, he like thumps the cantaloupe and like the other melons. And I guess the sound it makes when you thump it is a good way to tell if it is a good one or if it's ripe and ready. I don't know how he does it. He's like a fruit whisperer. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that if it sounds hollow then it's ready but I really don't know how to describe what sounding hollow sounds I like. really so, yeah yeah I'm not good at that um we'll work on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on and do the core group or it's also called the poem group um so this includes apples pears Asian pears which are kind of like a cross between an apple and a pear and Quince or quince, I don't know how to say it, but it's a one of the less less lesser known poem fruits. Um, so we always hear the phrase "an apple a day keeps the doctor away," um, which is kind of true. Apples and other poems are really high in antioxidants and also fiber, especially pectin, which is a soluble fiber, which is um, great for heart health. Um, And then, fun fact, apples may also help prevent tooth decay by stimulating saliva production, which lowers the levels of bacteria in your mouth. Interesting. So, yeah, I have always heard that apples are kind of a natural um, food that is good for your teeth. Like, instead of, if you can't, I've heard if you can't brush your teeth after a meal, it's good to eat an apple after. Wow. My dad always said, like, whenever we have apples, he always saves, like, a couple slices of an apple and eats them at the end of his meal. Oh, and he says, I'm okay. just cleaning my teeth. Yeah. And, and I always right. just was like, Dad, stop. <laughs> but, wow. Well, I admit. Yeah. Publicly, my dad was right. <laughs> Hate when that happens. Right. Yep. Love you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and apples and pears are also a good source of minerals, including copper and iron, and they also have potassium, manganese, magnesium, B vitamins, um, so a lot of good stuff in those palm fruits. Right. I would never have known they have all of those. Yep. What's your favorite way to eat a palm fruit? I just love a good sliced up apple my favorite is the fuji um i'm kind of 
particular when it comes to apples. I They have to be crisp. They can't be mealy. Hmm. And they've got to be a little bit sweet and just a little bit tart, but more on the sweet side. Nice. But Fuji is my go-to favorite. Yeah. Those are a what good about you? standby. I forget that I like pears so much, but I really like pears. Mm. And I think my favorite thing to do with pears is to make a smoothie with some pear, some spinach, a frozen banana, some milk, and some almond butter. Sounds like a weird combination, but it just works. It's really, really good green smoothie. Mm. Yeah, we're going with the green theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next up, similar. I thought they were actually going to be, when we were looking at the different categories of fruits, I thought they would maybe all fall into the same one, probably just because they're the same shape. But the stone fruits, so things like peaches and plums and apricots and nectarines, Um, but also cherries, which was one I didn't think about until we started doing more research. Mm -hmm. Um, So really anything with a little stone inside of it. Um, A pit, if you will. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the normal word for it. (laughs) Um, A fun surprise stone fruit is the almond. So technically... The almond is a fruit, which like a what? Yep, isn't that ridiculous? Still gonna be saying this all the day I die. Food groups are the weirdest thing <laughs> ever. But yes, almonds, even though they really are much more like a fat, um, they are technically a stone fruit. So, what is the? Is there a like a a fruity a fruiting body around the in the pit, or is the almond? Yeah, good question. Um, So they grow on trees, and essentially they look like green peaches. And the almond shell um, is found, like, inside the green peach. um, And then the almond is inside that. So it basically looks like a peach pit, and then inside is the almond. Okay. So we eat the fruit's seed. Okay, okay. So, yeah, the almond itself is, like, the seed of fruit right yeah um but i'm not sure why then i just don't understand why can't we eat the outside of it and why can't we eat the pit of a peach or a cherry yeah that's so weird (sighs) all these questions interesting if anyone knows please forward that information to us yeah we can be educated scientists (laughs) (laughs) yeah hit us up (laughs) yeah um but the stone fruits you really shouldn't refrigerate before they're ripe. Otherwise, you get that mealy texture that you hate in apples, Rachel. Mm-hmm. So ripe fruit should be soft, and you should be able to smell uh, the sweet aroma. And once they're ripe, then you can keep them in the fridge until you're ready to eat them. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Stone fruits are also really great sources of pectin, um, especially apricots. Um, apricots are really delicate fruits, which is why they're canned or dried a lot um, and not as much seen fresh as some of the others. I learned a new fun fruit that's a stone fruit, and that's called an aprium. 
Do you know what that is, Rachel? Is it a cross between <laughs> an apricot yeah. and a... a, a Aprium. Um. <laughs> what ends in um? I don't know. Plum. Oh, duh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So it's similar to a pluot, um, <laughs> which is just a fun word to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so the aprium and the pluot um, are both hybrids, and they just have, like, slightly different tastes. Um and texture, but are both really great for you and have fiber and vitamins and minerals as well. Uh, Cherries are a great source of vitamin C and potassium, which I were seeing if you guys have seen the trend of like cherry juice um, as like a sports drink. Um, That's one of the reasons. They also are really sweet. So when they're like concentrated down into a juice, like Rachel was talking about earlier, they provide a lot of natural sugar, which um, in certain situations is needed, like in a sports energy drink. Yeah, if you're an athlete and you need um, some quick carbohydrates after a, an intense workout. Yep. Um, and then probably the one that is the most popular, peaches. Um, and then plums, which I think are one of the best stone fruits, or just fruits overall. They're so delicious. They're really high in vitamin C. Um, When they're dried, they're super, super high in fiber and vitamin A and are really good. I think we're on a trend. We've talked about poop three weeks in a row now. Dried plums or prunes. um, You hear about like prune juice a lot given for constipation issues and... It's true. Yep, it helps just move things along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, prunes are also great to like puree and use in place of like sugar or honey in like, granola bars or energy balls, um, or even like cakes or quick bed breads or muffins as well. Ooh, those are good ideas. Do you have a favorite stone fruit? Probably the plum. It's just a solid standby. Sometimes you get peaches and they are mealy or just plain hard or don't have a lot of taste, especially if it's out of season. And cherries are great, but I always feel like they're so expensive, especially here in Nebraska. Uh, Yeah. So plums, I mean, they're just reliable stone fruits. (laughs) What about you? Oh, I'm a South Carolina (laughs) girl, so I have to say peaches. Um, fun Tell fact, fun even, fact. Though, yeah, <laughs> even though Georgia is called the peach state, South Carolina produces more peaches. She's not so, bitter at all. No, not at no. all. And uh, um, our peaches are way better. <laughs> I would agree. I'm an unbiased um, source. I've had both. And yeah, South Carolina yeah. peaches are where it's at. But you have to get them when they're in season. Like it's not worth it unless it's peach season, which mm. is summertime. Summertime is peach season. So, as it comes up this year, you guys get some South Carolina peaches. <laughs> if you can, if they're available. And if they're not, just go to South Carolina. Just come to South Carolina, yeah. <laughs> you can stay with me. Just some peaches. Wow. Open invitation to all of our yeah. podcast listeners. <laughs> Everyone should feel special. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, let's talk about citrus now. 
Um, I like the citrus group. So this is things, of course, like oranges, lemons, limes, grapefruits, kumquats, tangerines, pomelos. I don't know if that's kind of a a different one. I know Chris and I were talking about pomelos earlier this week. Um, They're almost like, they're about this, they're even bigger than a grapefruit probably. Um, Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, the rind is super thick. Um, But my my grandpa grows them in Florida. Um, They're a little bit on the bitter side I would say and they're not quite mm-hmm. as juicy they're not quite as juicy as an orange um but they're definitely interesting if you want to you know try a new citrus fruit um, yeah especially if you like grapefruit you'll probably like yeah the then you might like the mellows mm-hmm. yeah that's true so of course when we think of the citrus category we think of vitamin c um which is important in the formation of collagen and connective tissue. It's also an antioxidant. It also is immune boosting. And vitamin C helps increase the absorption of iron. So um, especially if you're a woman, um, we tend to be sometimes a little more deficient in iron. Um, So if you're taking like an iron supplement or trying to eat more foods with iron, take them maybe with some citrus um, or foods that have vitamin C to help increase the absorption. Yeah, great tip. Yes, um, and scurvy. Um, I don't know if <laughs> scurvy. I don't know if you've heard of you know what sailors used to get. Um, they would get sick on these ships, and it's actually caused by a deficiency in vitamin C. So, um, Kristen, do you want to guess the DRI of vitamin C? Oh man. Oh. Or not, sorry, not the R, the RDA, the recommended daily up. Uh, okay. Um, you know, that doesn't help me know it any more. Um, is it in, first of all, or in milligrams, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, 100 milligrams? Actually, that's like really close. Um, it is 90 for oh, adult phew. men, yeah, 90 a day for adult men and 75 milligrams a day for adult women. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And isn't it true that if you are a smoker, that it's higher? Is that true? Yes, that is true. And I don't know mm-hmm. I'm a smoker. Um, but more. But, yeah, that's a good point. If you're a smoker, you need more vitamin C. And why is that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> I think it's because um, smoking creates a lot of free radicals in the body. Oh. Um, and the vitamin C can help help offset that. Um, okay. So it's just for the antioxidant like properties? It. I think so. Okay. Um, I wonder why it's only vitamin C, though, that's higher than, like, maybe there's more research on vitamin C. True. Interesting. Hmm. We'll, we'll do more um, research and let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, because of the um, because of the oxidative stress, they've seen studies or studies have seen um, like lower plasma and leukocyte vitamin C levels, um, and that was also seen in secondhand smoke as well. Oh, interesting. So if you live with a smoker, you also may want to think about increasing your vitamin C intake. Mm-hmm. By 35 milligrams is oh, the all right. extra okay. amount. Okay. 
Good to know. What's your favorite uh, citrus fruit mm -hmm. or way to eat citrus fruits? <laughs> um, do margaritas count? With yes. <laughs> I, I like a good margarita. Um, I don't, Hold I don't know if that counts, but there's some lime in there. It, yep. offsets, it offsets some of the tequila, maybe. <laughs> exactly. We're just getting in our fruit. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get my antioxidants in for the day. <laughs> what about you? Oh, you know what I'm going to say. Lemons. Yeah. Yeah. I love lemons. And... Just for everyone listening, I'm going to be really honest and vulnerable with you guys right now. I eat, I like don't just put lemons in my water. I eat lemons. However, I take it a step further and I also eat the rind of the lemon. So I think the first time Rachel saw me doing that, she was like, did, did you just eat the, I was like, yeah, yeah, let's just get it out there. I just ate the rind. But in my defense, it helps offset the sourness. Because the oh, outside so. is a little bit, like, bitter. Yeah. And you get more fiber. And that's true. You get some of the stuff. oils, yeah. like the, the oils that are... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Glowing skin. Who needs, yeah. like, essential oils when you just eat the rind of lemon? Just eat a lemon rind. Just eat the whole fruit. <laughs> like an apple. Taking it to a new <laughs> level. Yes. I'm going to do that one day at work and oh, see what great. people say. Right into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have to, like, record people's reactions. Yes. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, last but not least, we have the tropical fruits. And Rachel and I were joking that we're pretty sure this group is just, like, we're not really sure where to put any of these. We're just going to lump them all together and call yeah. them tropical. Mm -hmm. Because it's a weird assortment. So, definitely... The most common, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that, would be bananas. But there's also mangoes, guava, papayas, avocados are technically considered a fruit, and mm -hmm. coconut. So a wide variety of what you're getting with the tropical group. Yeah. Um, bananas. Whew, we could have an entire podcast on <laughs> bananas. So true. Rachel and I are both a little obsessed. Yeah. They're great for everything, I'm convinced. And they're great in everything. Um, <laughs> breads, frozen in smoothies, just eaten with some peanut butter. So great. They have fiber. Um, they also can sometimes help um, with digestion. Um they have potassium, calcium, manganese, magnesium, iron, folate, niacin, riboflavin, B6. Just great. Um, they also, like watermelon, can help offset high blood pressure. Um, they can help with, like, cramping muscles. Um, a lot of people, um, like a lot of athletes, like to have bananas, like, during workouts, right before workouts, right after workouts to help with that. Um, like muscle relaxation and not um, getting those really annoying and painful cramps. Um, okay, but I'll cut off with the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> they 
They're definitely my favorite. But um, things like mangoes and guava and papayas um, have a lot of vitamin C and a lot of vitamin A. Have you ever had guava or papaya, Rachel? I have had guava jelly. Ooh. And I have had papaya. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, both of those also are a great source of fiber. Like one medium guava has three grams of fiber. Ooh. And what is our daily recommended amount of fiber, Rachel? 25 grams. There we go. Um, for kids, you can just take their age and add five. And that's the recommended amount for children, fiber grams. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Avocados. They are kind of like the almond, like a fruit, but for health purposes, like macronutrient content, not quite so much. Yeah. They're more like a fat. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of monounsaturated fat, but also vitamin E. Um, so they're another good pick for your cardiovascular or heart health. Um, and then we have coconut, um, which may or may not be like the biggest fight and fad in <laughs> nutrition right now. Yeah, um, is coconut and all of the different coconut. Because if you think about it, you can have the coconut meat. You can have coconut water. You can have coconut oil. So lots of different things that you can get from the coconut. Mm-hmm. Um, coconut oil, we've talked about before in previous podcasts. Go <laughs> listen to our podcast on fat if you're yep. wanting to hear us rant about coconut oil. <laughs> um, coconut water has been talked about a lot with uh, using it as like a hydration drink, um, like a sports drink, which I would say overall um, is not quite all it's cracked up to be. Um, If you get like the unsweetened coconut water without anything else added, it does have some electrolytes and some vitamins and minerals and pretty low in sugar. So yeah, great, go for it. Um, But there isn't... Um, I guess I should say there are a lot of coconut waters out there that take coconut water, but then add a lot of other stuff to it. And essentially then it's just like a Gatorade that has some like good properties and um, can be helpful, especially if you're like working out a lot and really dehydrated, but um, also just for the average Joe with the high sugar content, probably not a great idea to have all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, coconut, dried coconut, uh, like the dried meat of the coconut. We see dried shredded coconut a lot, like in grocery stores in the bag that you add to like cookies or bars, that kind of stuff. Um, but you can actually get just plain dried coconut, like the meat of the coconut. And that is incredibly high in fiber. I think one serving has around 14 grams of fiber. Oh, um, and some vitamins and minerals, and it's super delicious. It's a great thing to add to, like, trail mix or snacks. So look for that. It's kind of hard to find, um, but you can always find it on Amazon. So might be something fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
all the major ones with the tropical group anyway. Okay. Well, we'll do the last, but definitely not the least, um, the berries. So things like blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, cranberries, <laughs> also grapes, mm. acai berries, and kiwi are technically considered a berry, which Kristen told me right before we did this podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. Who knew? So berries, of course, um, have been getting a lot of good attention for their antioxidant qualities. Um, they're especially high in anthocyanins and resveratrol, um, which helps fight free radical damage and can help prevent some cancers as well as boost memory function. Um, and it turns out that blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries have the highest antioxidant activity of all the fruits along with pomegranates. Um, so that's fun. Berries also have quite a good amount of fiber per serving, um, especially if you compare like the fiber to sugar ratio. Um, berries have a really nice kind of fiber to sugar ratio. Um, and then berries, especially strawberries, are also pretty high in vitamin C. So, another way to prevent that scurvy. <laughs> We're all pretty worried about that, so that's good yeah, to know. Yeah, it's very concerning. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What's your favorite berry? Ooh. You know, I might have to say the raspberry. It's just so unique and interesting, and it's kind of cute. <laughs> it's a little sweet, a little tangy. I just, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. What about you? Um, you know, I'm kind of jumping on the train. I've had some of those acai bowls, and they're just mm. so fun. That yeah. Currently, that's probably my favorite berry, just because I can have it in that form. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, what has been making you smile lately, Rachel, before we let our podcast come to an end? Um, this weekend... I got to throw some axes, and that <laughs> really made me smile. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a super fun, like, good way to just, you know, let out some energy and do something that I normally wouldn't. Um, this may come as a surprise to you all, but I've never thrown an axe before. No. Um, yeah, right? Weird. <laughs> it's not my weapon of choice normally, but... <laughs> But yeah, it was super fun and something different, and it just was made me smile. Where did you do this at, Rachel? In just randomly in the Charlotte. woods. Uh, no, no, there okay. was safety precautions taken. There okay. is a place in Charlotte. It's actually a bar called <laughs> Lumberjacks, and <laughs> you reserve an appointment ahead of time, and you go in, and they have an instructor who teaches you how to throw. And then you just throw for, like, an hour. Um, and then they have, like, a target, and you can play games with the people you go with. And, like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like darts where you you can see who gets the most points. <laughs> Way bigger. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there, there's also a bar attached, so you can hang out after and get a drink, watch a sports game. So it's all good cool. fun. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Kristen? What's been making you smile this week? Oh, Zumba. <laughs> so, uh, yesterday, I took Zumba training, and now I'm a licensed Zumba instructor, which 
if anyone out there is hating on Zumba, keep trying it because I did not like it for a really long time. I guess if you like dance workout classes, I should say. That's not for everyone. But I was just never a big fan of the quote-unquote Zumba. But I've found some instructors lately that are so fun. You're just laughing the whole time. You feel like you're just having a party, not that it's a workout. (laughs) And I think it's, for me anyways, it's a great, like, confidence boost, too. So you get a lot of, like, self-care, self-love effects from it. So I decided to become an instructor. And it was so fun. And I'm really excited to keep learning and to start teaching my own classes. Oh, good. So now you're Kristen Ryman, RD, LD, um, LZI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, I'm going to start signing everything that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Well, friends, that is all that we have for you today. We hope that you learned something new, got inspired to try a fruit that you've never had before, I just realized how cool and beautiful all the different worlds are. If you ever have any questions or topics that you'd like us to discuss in future podcasts, please let us know. You can check out our Facebook page, which is Nutrition Ninjas, or find us on Instagram as well. 